1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Spicier Than Therapy with Twin and Tear, the podcast where we talk about polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, neurodiversity, kink,
0: and all of the wonderful things that we think go into making a healthy, loving relationship.
1: Yes, indeed. Hey, Twin, what are we going to do today?
0: The same thing we do every day, my love. Try to take over the interwebs.
1: Yes, indeed. And we're damn good at it. And we do it all the time. And uh, all of our friends who are live with us on TikTok right now while we record this episode can attest to that fact. And today we're actually going to be talking about hookup culture, friends with benefits, and dating. So it's kind of a continuation of our previous episode Dating Apps Are the Devil.
0: Yeah, and in this episode, just like last week's, we're doing an extra special little thing here where we're also going to be live on TikTok while we're talking about all of this. So uh, for our dear listeners, just remember that if I am addressing somebody, I will try to denote it. I may forget because, you know, squirrel, but uh, I will try to denote if we are talking to our TikTok chat versus just to each other. So future reference.
1: Or if we are talking to you The podcast listener. So, you know, if you caught our last episode, we talked about dating apps being the devil and some of our own experience with dating both digitally and organically, how we hooked up, all of that sort of thing. But one of the things that has become a hot topic on our TikTok channels is hookup culture, right? So hookup culture is a very, very big part of the dating scene nowadays.
0: Well, let's be clear. That got big on your TikTok.
1: Yes, but it got big because of our previous talk about my two hookup rule when I was dating. And then Twin and I did a video where we talked about that and talked about, you know, making breakfast for somebody the next morning. And people had thoughts, whole ass thoughts, our TikTok followers, our friends, our family members had so much to say. It didn't quite go viral, but it was just this shy of viral. I think it was like 20,000 views.
0: Yeah, well, they had thoughts about the fact that Mr. Man here, um, and we have spoken at length about all this. And, Missy, I see you in our comments there. I had a lot of thoughts. Yes, we all had a lot of thoughts about Mr. Man here deciding to make breakfast for a paramour that had stayed the night with him after shenanigans. And how that is probably not the best idea because of this little thing called mixed signals.
1: I mean, you're not wrong there. And to be clear, it was breakfast for more than one paramour. Only a couple of them. Took it the wrong way and thought that it meant something more. So, for context, for those of you who haven't been diligently following along with all of our TikTok videos, I had an excellent 2021, right? And whenever somebody would spend the night, if they stayed over, I'd make them breakfast the next day. I'm hungry. They're hungry. I'm going to make breakfast. But prior to going out, I would always communicate with them look, not looking for a long-term relationship, not looking for any relationship at all. If you would like to go out and have a great time and it happens to end in sexy times, fantastic. If not, that's okay too. But just know that if it does end in sexy times, it's not going to be a thing. And if it is a thing, it's no more than twice. So that's how that whole conversation started. And then it went kind of south from there because a couple of people whom I made breakfast for Ended up catching hardcore feelings like one caught feelings after one night of shenanigans one night. Look, I have met and talked to this person for like a few days prior. We went out. We hung out for four or five hours. Uh, I think that one we went to a concert or some sort of event and dinner and dancing and then back to the apartment. Right and then next morning i make breakfast send her on her way high five out the door bam we're good all right we'll go out and have another good time again but it's limited too and then this woman bless her soul shows up on my doorstep like three days later at like midnight 1am 2am i don't remember what time it was it was early i was still up but it was early whole ass in tears because she's like oh my god i love you i'm like listen there is no way You can love me you don't know me well enough to be in love with me and also i told you kind of this was very casual uh very you know it's a hookup not even friends with benefits at that point but she whole ass caught feelings from that one experience And I remember at the time, the girl gang that I was talking to, they're like, what is your dick just like covered in magic glitter or fairy dust or something? How does this woman think she's in love with you after once? I'm like, look, I I can say it's good, but it ain't that good, right? It's not going to make someone fall in love. But I think it's what you were talking about, Twin. It's when people start associating all of these things with boyfriend material and then think, oh, I can change his mind.
0: Right. And that's the thing, you know, to, to kind of harken back to our first p- episode of this when I said, you know, I love my husband. He is very talented, but once is not enough to fall tragically deeply. Um. And <laughs> wounded. <laughs> um. But that said, um, some people. And to uh to harken back to our um TikTok chat here, Elisa, one of our very dear frequent followers here, she's a frequent flyer in our chats. As she mentioned, like people like that typically have much larger issues going on than just you know oh this person made my pits feel good
1: wait so is this another one of those damaged damsel things like from the last episode
0: you do have a type
1: and i mean she's not wrong right so you know we have this big conversation about hookup culture and friends with benefits and that's kind of what started this whole topic and what's getting us going down this road so we're talking about hookup culture now being a very very big part of the dating scene especially with the advent of dating apps and things like that uh twins over there killing the plant that i gave her on her death oh i did she did kill it she killed it anyways let's go ahead and like define hookup culture for everybody that's listening along twin what is hookup culture
0: So hookup culture is the new title that's been given to sort of like the craze within dating um, for the past, what, maybe 10, 15 years, I guess. Um, It came around more so from like the uh, advent of um, social media, dating apps, things like that. And it basically is just sort of a mockery or it's sort of making fun of um, people who go on dating apps just to get their yayas for a night. And then that's it. That's all. See ya. Enjoy your life. Boy. Which, you know, hey, as long as you're being responsible, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's be real. You know, do you. But... Unfortunately, a lot of people haven't necessarily been responsible and have sent mixed signals with some of their behavior, which is where a lot of feelings can get hurt, particularly in a dating atmosphere like we have now, where so many people specifically, typically more often cis males suck at dating. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's almost exclusively, but no, I I can't say almost exclusively. Everybody sucks at some point or another, right? But men a lot um, suck. And so they do a lot of really shitty things and they lead a lot of women on and make them think that, oh, this is going to be a lot more serious than it is. And, or they don't communicate that like, hey, this is what I'm expecting what are you expecting because if it's not on this level we need to have a talk you know like it's it's a whole thing
1: and don't get me wrong there is nothing wrong with hookup culture and it basically all kind of boils down to casual sex with someone without the intent of dating them right without the intent of establishing a relationship with them and i have no problem with it that's fine i mean i was a big fan of just straight hooking up. And I think where this can leave people dissatisfied, similar to what twin said, is if they have a different idea or priority in their mind of what's going to happen, right? If they are getting into the dating scene, whether or not it's on an app with the intention to find a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And then they run into all of these people that just want to hook up. And so I think it's hard for them sometime to navigate the hookup culture which is so much more prevalent than the people that are out there looking for a hardcore relationship when they're entering the dating world so because it leaves people dissatisfied you have to navigate that very very carefully i thought i was doing a good job of that by communicating this to people saying look it's casual hangout uh it ends in sex if if you wanted to fantastic if not that's cool too high five we'll still go hang out but we're not looking for anything else. I felt like that was enough to set those boundaries so that I wouldn't run into the stage five clingers or that I wouldn't run into someone who had such low standards for how it was um, to date someone that they instantly fell in love with the first person that was nice to them.
0: So first things first, I just need to address really quickly, our big buy bottom energy, Shane, Mr. Guardsman in the comment in TikTok, straight up saying he'd sleep with tear, which is great. We love that sort of clear communication, you know, that just very forward upfront. Yes, I want the thing because enthusiastic consent is sexy. Now <laughs> to get to my actual point here to go back yeah, to kind of <laughs> to get back to what Elisa was saying a moment ago was, you know, that again, people sometimes have different cues that they understand as cues versus just you know like somebody being nice you know tear my love is very very kind he's considerate he's very thoughtful you know i mean the man makes me coffee and breakfast in bed damn near every day um and half the time the only reason it's in you know most of the time he's bringing it to me in bed because i i'm the night owl so i sleep in um you know, he's a very thoughtful person. So when he told me like, oh yeah, I make breakfast for people. My first instinct is, you know, yeah, that sounds about right, but also no, you dumbass. Why? Because that is one of those things that a lot of people without thinking about it could definitely mistake, especially if there is, you know, like was mentioned earlier, something else going on. I teased here all the time, but he definitely has his type of he, he loves a damaged damsel, damaged damsel. Um, that's, I mean, obviously he married me. So, <laughs> um, so it's very easy for people to misinterpret what they are. Maybe potentially hoping are signals Um you know, that may not necessarily be signals. So for instance, if they're hoping that you are interested in them in a romantic way and you're not necessarily, but you do something like make breakfast or let them stay the night or, you know, keep a thing of toothbrushes or whatever, you know, your thoughtful behavior may be, um, if they read into that because they want to, that's not on you. But that does kind of tie into those mixed signal potentials.
1: It's basically not helping the situation is what you're saying. And, and, and twin actually gives me lots of shit about this. And I don't think we've ever mentioned this on TikTok or a podcast. But yeah, I actually used to keep extra products, extra toothbrushes, toothpaste, feminine products, hair care products that I don't fucking use so that if someone stayed the night and they needed an extra brush or hair ties or bobby pins or whatever they had all of that there because if they didn't plan to spend the night they may not have brought an overnight bag or whatever but yeah i always wanted to you know have nice things in my place so that whoever was there felt comfortable there's a reason i kept seven pillows on my bed i didn't use all those pillows
0: well and to be fair you know in your defense and don't you do it in your defense In your defense, there's no defending that. Anyway, you did live with four women for 15 years. So there is that too.
1: I mean, I did have to be very, very mindful of those things. But yes, I did live with a lot of women for a lot of
0: years. So with all that said, you know, it, it is entirely possible and forgivable for somebody to, you know, misinterpret something on accident if they're Hoping for a different outcome than may be indicated as a possibility. But ultimately, boo, that's on you. Like, if this person that you are hooking up with tells you, hey, this is where I'm at, this is what I want, this is what we're doing, and you go that much further and you say, no, I want this instead, boo, that's your fault. Like, <laughs> that's on you.
1: And uh, you know what? I agree with that to an extent, but twin made a point last night while we were talking about some of these videos that no one has ever made to me before. And it's, I've been thinking about it all day. Like I was in work meetings today earlier thinking about this and she's like, you delight, you joy in like trying to be the best of the best and set the bar very high. And I kind of, you know, poo pooed it a little bit when she said it, but I can't get that out of my head, right? I've been thinking about it ever since last night. And I actually think there's a lot of truth to that. So while I did establish those clear boundaries early, I didn't do any favors to myself by trying to be like the best guy they had ever gone out on a date with or the most thoughtful or the most rambunctious in bed or whatever the fucking case may be. But she's very correct. I do always try to set the bar very, very high.
0: Yeah, you love to be number one.
1: I'm not sure how to take how you said that. (laughs) But yeah, there's there's a lot of truth to that. There really is. So again, neither one of us have a problem with hookup culture. We've both done it. A little bit later, we'll talk about how we did it, how we navigated that. But I want to mention, because this came from a question or a statement on one of our TikTok videos from our friend Genevieve who wants us to hear who wants to hear us go a little bit more in depth on friends with benefits now the difference for me between hookups and friends with benefits is that i want i i the intent is to hang out with the friend with benefit more than i hook up with them like we'll go out and we'll do friend stuff we'll have game nights we'll do dinners we'll you know go to concerts and events and occasionally we make out sleep together, or get naked in a parking lot, right? But with a hookup, the intent is to go on a date that ends in sex. And that's usually it. One or two times, and then you're good. Whereas friends with benefits, this is somebody that you're close to, you have that connection with, and you want to still be friends with them after the sex is done. For me, there has to be that connection there if it's going to be a friends with benefits.
0: Right, exactly. Well, and unfortunately, too, like that's another one where you get into, or you can get into a bit of hot water. I don't want to say hot water because you're not getting in trouble per se, but you know, you can get into a bit of a stickier situation because, at least in my experience, as the quintessential manic pixie dream girl for so many men for so long, you know, when. I had friends throughout my early 20s. This was more prevalent then because I got into like serious relationships, you know, from 25 on. But um, when I was single and I would have male friends, you know, there were some that I was like, yeah, I could see myself, you know, with you. But most of them, I just wanted to be friends. And unfortunately, one of those the downfalls of the whole friends with benefits idea, particularly for women or femme presenting people is that so many men do not understand the concept that we're just friends or they take it personally, you know, the boohoo. We could, I could go on to a whole, you know, dissertation on, you know, the fallacy of that whole, you know, friend zone mindset. But I won't. I'll spare you that.
1: And you're right. You do get fetishized a lot. I, you know, I know you mentioned the manic pixie dream girl trope, which I hate as a trope. But you do get that a lot from people. And generally, the type of man that's going to fetishize a woman in that way—that manic pixie dream girl archetype. Is going to be that emo sad boy, the pick me boy that's upset that you don't want something more. That you know you don't want something more than just a friendship or a you know a casual hookup. And I think that's where it enters the realm, or it can enter the realm of that toxic and or unhealthy, you know, sad boy um, friend zone kind of thing that we see a lot all over the interwebs
0: right and to go to our chat really quickly i have elisa said i've had friends with benefits that cut off any work towards basic communication to make it work yeah like that's sort of the that's sort of the problem with the whole friends with benefits um situation right like unless you know that that friend is somebody in particular who is very good at communicating and wants to communicate and wants to have this sort of relationship with you, this is such a tricky relationship to have, much less maintain. Um, because so many people, you know, eventually do start catching those feelings because you know, we are literally hardwired to do so, we are. You know, physiologically, anatomically, hormonally hardwired to catch these feel good attraction, love feelings for somebody once we start doing the do with them. That's like that is a scientific thing. You know, it it is what our brain does is we want to create a relationship, a deep relationship with this person. It is a genetic breeding thing we can't help it. Unfortunately, a lot of people can't get past that. They can't see past that because they're a lot of times they don't want to, or a lot of times it's like, oh no, it's fine. It's not me. blah. blah you know, they shut down those feelings rather than just, you know, fuck it, enjoy the feeling, you know, let yourself relax into that. Let yourself enjoy the the rush, the Ooh, a new thing, you know, let yourself enjoy it. It's fine. <laughs> and just like, don't be so quick to either push those away or jump onto them. Just enjoy the rush.
1: And I've been guilty of that too. In early 2021, I had a friends with benefits and I started fucking catching feelings hard. And that ended so horribly for me, so poorly for me. And it's what helped kind of, um drive that two date two hookup rule for me that we were talking about earlier because i didn't want a relationship we were really good really close friends and you know occasionally we made out occasionally you know we just kind of you know did the do as twins said but it was hard for me to not develop those feelings even you know kind of where my cognitive brain was like no this is not something that i want this is not something that i'm after Sometimes you can't help it. So you have to talk through those feelings. I was not great at talking through those feelings. The other person was even worse at talking through those feelings. So it ended horribly. But we've all made those mistakes, right? So to me, that's really the biggest difference between friends with benefits, which is sometimes fraught with peril and sometimes not. I've had some, even after that early 2021 shenanigans, had some amazing friends with benefits that I am still friends with to this day.
0: Oh yeah, same. I mean, I had a couple, you know, that when I was a single living my life, running my hoe phase kind of gal, I had a couple, that I was like, you know what? We've been really good friends for a really long time. I want to squeeze your butt. I want to put my face in places. And you know what we did? And it was fun and it was healthy. And then we went and got drinks after, you know, like it's fine. It, you know, those things are still fun. I'm, I'm still friends with one in particular and went to her baby shower, you know, like those kinds of relationships are completely possible. And again, to Elisa's point in the chat, I am one of those people that I can get my yaya's with and still just be friends. And it's okay. Like for me, it is not, oh, like I am one of those, I'm a demisexual. I am one of those, like, I have to like somebody before I can want to do anything with them, but that doesn't mean that I have to want them romantically. I can just enjoy who you are as a person without wanting to have a relationship.
1: Well, and there's a lot of parallels between twins' experience in, you know f- with friends with benefits and mine just from different sides. And we both had to learn and grow through that to get to the place where we're at now in our polyamorous relationship, which is awesome. And it's funny because I I feel like I can speak for both of us on this one. I feel like we've gotten to the point where now hookup culture, it's still a thing, but we'd much rather have friends with benefits, right? We would much rather... Have a relationship with one of our friends who we occasionally, you know, tie them down, choke them a little bit, and spit in their mouths rather than just, you know, your random casual one off hookup. Now, that being said, since we're talking about hookup culture, Twin, how do you navigate your hookups or how did you navigate your hookups before?
0: So, the way I always did mine before was, you know, if I knew that i was interested in this person and i knew that things might go some kind of way i would let them know like hey this is where i'm at this is what i'm doing with my life and here's what you can expect this is you know like i was very clear about sure let's grab some drinks see what happens you know but once it came down to i i never led the conversation um with Oh, there's a two, there's a, you know, two drink minimum um, is what I default to. I know that's not, you know, (laughs) but bartender for so long, that's where my brain went. Right. Um, I know there's not like a limit per se. And that's not what I led with.
1: I can almost hear you saying that. All right. If you want to get in my pants, there is a two drink minimum and you better be ordering me some good goddamn food. Like you said, in your dating app one when you're like, sometimes I just went on dates for dinner.
0: Okay, but that's different. Like, that's my standard of the date that I expect. Um, That is not the same thing as, like, setting a boundary of, like, we have to do this. I did expect two drinks. Yeah. Like, a minimum of two drinks and, like, a good appetizer, you know? Um,
1: (laughs) No fried calamari. No
0: calamari. Oh, my God. I completely derailed there. Oh, so... You're the worst. So I never like led conversations like that with, you know, oh, well, we're only going to be, this is only going to be a two date thing or whatever. I always went into the dates with, sure. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this goes. See where, you know, see where life takes us sort of deal. And then either I would hit it and quit it if it went that well, or if I thought it could go that way, I'd be like, look, you know, we can do this tonight. And we'll see how things evolve more often than not i was just kind of a one-night stand girl just because for me and especially where i was at in my life at the time i wasn't even trying to entertain the idea of a friend with benefits i had a couple of people that were friends and did get benefits but especially because i had a lot of people that were friends and trying to get benefits but were like disrespectful in the way they were going about it. I didn't even play with that too, too much.
1: No, I totally get that. And and my hookup kind of scenario, how I navigated that was similar in some respects, but it's different for a man, right? And so I found for me the most helpful and non-creepy way to do it was just to invite someone to go out to do something that I thought was super fun, right? go out. We're going to go see this band. We're going to go to this event. We're going to go check out the farmer's market. I don't fucking know. And like, go do something that brought me joy and happiness. And hopefully that other person could experience joy and happiness. And if through the course of the day or the evening or drinks, they're like, Hey, there's some chemistry there then we could have that conversation in the moment. Otherwise, we're just friends hanging out, right? We're just people having a good time enjoying each other's company. More often than not, sure, yeah, it ended up in like, oh shit, your hand is on my leg. We're going in a certain direction. Or, oh shit, your pants are off and you're leaning up against your car. Dope. Um, Yeah, there, there was a lot of fun times. Like, shout out to all the people that randomly lost clothes in parking lots when I was walking them to their car. Awesome. But, the way i navigated hookups was was similar to twins now in talking about kind of all of the differences between hookup culture and friends with benefits one of the things that has happened to us is we get tons of questions right tons of questions in our discord in our tiktok videos on people saying all right obviously you navigated it well in this instance and not well in this instant breakfast but i have questions So now I'm gonna take us to some questions that we have gotten from some of our followers and we can try to talk through some of those. And then anybody in our TikTok live right now, feel free to drop a question. I'll add it to our sheet and we'll try to answer it in these last 15 minutes of the podcast. But twin, first question we have from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. How do I tell someone I just want to hook up without it coming off as weird? Now, this is a woman asking this question.
0: Ooh. All right. So I would say this sort of depends upon a few factors, right? Like, what kind of relationship do you already have? Where do you want that relationship to go? As far as like, do you want to be friends with them or not? Um, Do you want to, right, Elisa mentioned in the chat, is it another man or another woman that you're wanting to hook up with? Like, because unfortunately, that is going to make a difference, Right. I I don't want to say that gender is going to play a role in our society with the way that men are hard. A lot of men are hardwired. Gender plays a role. Let's be fucking real. All right. So I would say as a generic stock answer that communication, clear, concise communication is always the best answer. Obviously, you're going to want to just say, hey, so and so, I really like the cut of your jib and I want to put your bits against my bits. Let's." bump bits yeah only don't say it that awkwardly but you know that's like the generic you know like that's 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 really all i got because it's honestly just like hey i like you i think you're hot i would like to put my bits against your bits ta-da
1: so that's a really good answer and you're right communication is absolutely key i will say if you're a man you not only have to pay attention to the level of which you communicate, but the style in which you communicate. Because as a man talking to a woman, damn near anything we say can come off as creepy and weird, right? So trying to relate to someone, hey, I just want to have casual sex to you, wits to you. Hey, I just want to have cat cat motherfucker wow. starting this again. Trying to say to someone, hey, I just want to have casual sex with you can sometimes be difficult without coming off as weird, right? So you have to choose your words carefully. You have to couch it in some very non-aggressive, non-offensive language so that you're not making the other person uncomfortable. So there's a lot to be said for being a man and saying things correctly.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would never like if you're, I mean, Miss Andrus that I am, right? If you're a man... Please do not ever just tell a woman, hi, I want to bump up lace. Don't do that. Don't just no. men are gross. We don't like you. Don't. If she's smart and has any level of intelligence, she doesn't like men as a general rule. So, assuming that you are lucky enough to be graced with the time and energy of another one of my fellow misandrists out there who has deigned to lower herself to speak to you, a man do not come across with anything less than the devotion and divine admiration that she is deserving of. If you are a man approaching a woman, you better be on your knees goddess. May I, I mean, don't obviously like, cause you don't want to be weird. Nobody likes that, you know, queen shit. Milady. I mean, yeah. milady. Like I'm sure some people love it. I, it's not my thing, but if you're just like, hi, I really like you. I would like to get to know you better. And hopefully this could lead somewhere, you know, casual. If it doesn't, that's cool. But like, I would like to just get to be your friend. That's cool. We like that. We can appreciate that. I can appreciate somebody being honest and being like, hey, I want to be your friend and eventually get benefits. But mm, me, me, I don't know. You know, Um. yeah, I like the goddess thing when I'm being approached by somebody who wants to lick my shoe, but <laughs> you know. I charge for that service. So, Um, (laughs) but you know, for women, it's a, we do have a little bit of an easier time. We can just say, Hey, I'm interested in you. I would like to see more of you. I would like to hook up. I would like to, you know, if you're interested, you know, have you ever thought of, or, Hey, I'm free this Friday night and I really need to work some stress out. What do you think you want to help? You want to be my stress balls? You know, it's something like that. Cause I've had that situation come up prior, just prior to me moving down to where I live now, actually to new Orleans. Um, There was somebody that, (coughs) excuse me. there was somebody that I was interested in because we got along. Well, he was cool. I was cool. And I was like, you know what? I need to release some energy. I'm kind of crawling walls here. You want to help me out with that? And he was kind of taken aback and he goes, oh, um, well, no, but whatever. I was like, okay, cool. i was a little salty and I'm not going to lie. Like I texted him the next day and I was like, hey, my anxiety needs to know why you said no. Oh yeah. The rejection dysphoria kicked in. Right. But that's not on him. And I told him that I said, look, you have no obligation to answer this. My anxiety is just like, Why? And he was very sweet and he answered and he told me why. And it totally made sense. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And we left it at that. And we're still good friends. I still follow him on Facebook. We chat all the time on Twitter. Like...
1: Great answer, Anne. Twin, I'm more than happy to help you work out that energy at any given point. <laughs> so moving on to our next question. This one also came in from someone who wishes to be unnamed, but... It reminds me so much of my bestie, Corbin. So shout out Corbin, who's actually in the chat right now, that it made me laugh when I first read this question on my TikTok video. Their question is, I fall in love when someone shows me the least amount of kindness. How can I avoid this? So it's a great question, but I had to chuckle when it came in because Corbin's always telling me, Tear, the bar is on the goddamn floor. These men need to put forth some effort.
0: Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Go to therapy is the first answer. The only answer. Also, go to therapy. But then, go to therapy. See a therapist. And then also, maybe like do some extra therapy. Because, yes, the bar is fucking low for a lot of people. But you know what, Corbin? Um, For some of us who got our hoeing out early and realized how fucking awful people named Brian could be. Yeah. I just, you got to raise your standards. Y'all you you have to understand that you as a person and I, now I'm crossing all gender, you know, the, the spectrum, right? You as a person have to decide that you as the being that you are, as the creature you are, whatever form that takes, you have to decide That you are worth it. You are worth the getting your door opened all the time, getting your car door opened all the time, getting your bills paid for you, getting you know yah yahs whenever you want, getting whatever it is that you want out of a relationship. And one of the things that helped me, again, shout out to my former therapist in Memphis, Rasha Jack. God lover, she had me do this exercise where I imagined the kind of relationship that I wanted, um, where I imagined exactly the sort of person and behaviors that I wanted in my relationship. And fun spoiler alert, they turned out to be all the sort of things that Tyr does. Um, but it was just a matter of, I want, I want somebody who does X, Y, Z and whatever else. And she asked me, so why don't you think you deserve that? And I stopped dead. Y'all, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, because I hadn't been getting that in other relationships. I hadn't been demanding that. In other relationships, I hadn't been expecting that in other relationships. And so, once I started expecting that, demanding that, demanding the respect that I deserve, here comes this person capable, willing, and wanting to do all of these things for me. And so, I married him.
1: Thank you, my love. I love you, too. But it's a really good point, right? Someone going and falling in love instantly with the person that shows them basic kindness has just been bereft of that fucking kindness for so long that anyone who is reaching out and treating them as an empathetic human, you instantly glom onto that, right? You instantly connect. Here is someone who is treating me like a person the way I've been wanting to be treated For so long, this is a good person.
0: And we just have to clarify, that's completely normal. Um, That is absolutely understandable. It's actually a trauma response. Um, Typically, the people who do that sort of behavior have been traumatized in some sort of relationship before. So we see you, we feel you, we recognize you.
1: And this is just a chance, again, for me to say, men out there, raise your standards. Put in more of the effort. I mean, this is one of those things. I've done countless videos on it. You know, men aren't even making plans to take someone out. They're not planning anything. They're not thinking ahead. They're not being thoughtful. You must put effort into dating someone. You must. You absolutely must. And the reason that people like our unnamed question asker instantly falls in love when someone is kind to them is because the standard is that most men don't put forth any effort oh, where do you want to go? Motherfucker, you plan the date. Tell them what time it is. Give them options. Have a plan B and C in case it fucking rains and they need to change their hair and then ask them if that's okay. They will tell you if they'd rather do something else.
0: And the flip side to this for ladies, ladies or ladies, whichever, some of us... Oh, and that's a good point, actually. Sorry, you guys had to divert for a second because Shane... Guardsman mentioned something that is very true. Some of us are neurodivergent in such a way that planning doesn't work, but spontaneity does. Completely understandable. However, you have to sort of be willing to put in the effort. As somebody who is also neurodivergent, sometimes it's good to say, you know what, let's meet up here at this time and see what happens. That's a good way to get groundwork, but still leave room for spontaneity that I really love.
1: And I'm speaking directly to Shane on this one because he and I are buds, he and I are friends, and I know where he's coming from on this one. And he's got a great point, but there is such a thing as structured spontaneity. Have three to four plans in your head. You've done the research, you know how long it takes to get there, you know how long you would be there, you know how much it costs to get in, you know what you would need to wear, what your partner would need to wear, and then just be spontaneous, but spontaneous with a plan, with backups, with options.
0: I know what he was saying for a lot of people is going to sound very overwhelming or it can be overwhelming. Pick somewhere that you're very familiar with. Hey, let's go to Barnes and Noble. Do you want to meet there? You want to meet up at a coffee shop where we can wear jeans and a t-shirt? Something like that. So that way you know, and your person that you're going on this date with both know like, here's our base level. Well, let's go from there and see what happens. Again, that's structured spontaneity.
1: Oh my God. Can we normalize bookstores being dating spots? I know, I think we've talked about this. I don't remember where, but we need to normalize going on a date, fuck a restaurant, fuck a movie. Let's go to the bookstore. Let's talk about our favorite books, you know, grand philosophical topics, have some coffee, sit, snuggle on the couch and read together. Like I am all for that being an awesome first or second date.
0: All right, my darling. So on that note, we have to get back to our questions. And one of the other ones that we got for you, excuse me, specifically was about your two hookup rule. And that is, did you ever encounter problems with that two hookup rule?
1: Oh my God, yes. Now, let me preface that by saying, like 70% of the people that I hooked up with. No problems. They were good with the boundaries I set. Good communication. Had a great time. Sexy shenanigans. High-fived on the way out. Walked into their car. Finn, right? No problems. 30%, however, had some fucking issues. One woman refused to leave my house. Just straight up refused to leave my apartment unless I agreed to go on another date with her, which that is all sorts of problematic that I can't even begin to explain. Another would just call me and text me constantly and, you know, then get to that point where like, okay, I understand you set your boundary. I'm fine with it. I just didn't want to agree with it. And then would call me a week later and invite me out for a drink. And, you know, if we're just being friendly after that, I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's go out and have a drink. And once I got there, I'm like getting, you know, just hijacked with, we should date, we should hook up again. We should do all of these things.
0: Oh my God. That reminds me of like one of my little sidebar quick story times. Right. I mentioned earlier about having friends that wanted to be more that I was specifically like, no, that right there, your little story reminded me so much of this guy that told me he was friends with me, said we were just friends. We worked together. Um, and one day he was picking me up for work. Cause I didn't have a car at the time. And he was picking me up to go to this uh, work thing that we were supposed to be doing and he shows up at my house with a bouquet of orchids because he knew those were my favorite flower. And I'm just like, mm, no, like I didn't even get in the car yet. I was like, look, I am not getting in this car with you unless you understand that these are just a friendly gesture. And he's like, oh, you know, it's it's fine. My friend's a florist and he had extra clippings. Not of orchids he didn't. Mother, no, no, I don't know a single fucking no. So, yeah, anyway, that was just my quick little hijacking story time there.
1: Friendship orchids are totally a thing. Yeah, I've heard of that before, right? <laughs> and, and so yeah, i've I've definitely encountered problems with that two hookup rule. And it mostly came from the type of people we were talking about earlier in the episode who either, disrespected the boundary that I had set or thought that they could change my mind, which is fine. Like if you get into it with someone and you're like, Oh shit, this surprised me. We have great (laughs) experience with that twin, but you talk to that other person. You don't try to browbeat that other person into dating you. What type of relationship do you think you're going to have if you have to convince someone to date you?
0: So on that note, um, You know, just to summarize, you guys look or y'all look, just raise your standards, you know, as somebody in the dating scene. Just raise your standards, expect better for yourself and from the people who are taking up your time and energy, because realistically, once you start looking at it that way, it makes it a lot easier to hold yourself accountable for how you allow people to treat you is like, why are you taking up this much time and energy? Why are you wasting this much of my time and energy? Why am I allowing you, Corbin, to waste this much of my time and energy? And how can I not do that? Or, hey, let's go waste time and energy together by bumping our bits together. You know, whatever you need to do, just remember that that is something that you are never going to be able to get back that time that energy you can never get that back once you spend that with and on somebody so how much are you willing to spend with and on someone
1: and if you do want to be friends with benefits with us just remember don't call us we'll call you so uh with all of that being said we'll go ahead and wrap it up here we really appreciate all of you hanging out with us on the podcast in our tiktok live on the discord all the little places that we hang out uh you make our lives so much fun so much richer
0: yeah shout out to all 20 some odd of you who have stuck around uh in my chat i love you all
1: so as always be kind to yourselves be kind to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience, but above all else,
0: go out and do dope people. Bye.